Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. everyone to another edition of buy or sell what the hell i'm your host jason jenkins i'm here with alex z and dimitrik as usual you guys on we're How here we hey hey everybody Brand new week. Yep. uh day before valentine's day are you guys uh dimitrik you getting all your girlfriends yeah uh, enigma coin or what I am getting both girlfriends a little bit of Enigma and uh, a little bit of Litecoin. Litecoin looks like it wants to do something special. Yeah. And I'm going to say, hey, lady, uh, I'm giving you Litecoin, but you're heavy on my heart. And she's going to go, that was cheesy as hell. <laughs> and I'm going to say, get out. Oh, I knew you'd have some something good for <laughs> Good. Uh, I gave my girl Litecoin. I was like, mm, you know, I might double or triple, but maybe I should get her something that's a little bit juicier, like a half a penny of BTCZ. I'm I'm gonna give the you other know, girl something that. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, just something that you can give a couple five thousand coins. It might actually go to a dollar. See, you're what about nice. you, Alex? Oh, man, I think I'm just going to go the classic route. Maybe. Alex's not giving any coin away. <laughs> She's got to buy and hold, right? <laughs> <laughs> you going to give her I don't know directions? where share comes into that equation. You're going to give her directions on how to hold? Is that what I... you're going to do? <laughs> this is how you hold. This would be the best gift I ever give you. Can you put that into a smart contract? You got to hold this for... I bet you can. You got it. You, you can't spend this wad for another five years. Yeah. Well, the second girlfriend, she's only going to get the credentials to my Netflix account. So that's it. <laughs> Anyways, we should. I thought I'd. Uh... Yeah. Anyway, I wasn't really planning on starting the show that way. It just kind of popped out. <laughs> we could talk about markets. I mean, big picture. I don't think last week we talked about really kind of what. We're thinking about stocks on the dollar here. I kind of tend to leave that out because we're always focused on crypto, but we should do that at some point. But you guys want to cover the couple news items first? Meet your kid. Yeah. I, I actually would like to present that JP Morgan seems to have done a, an about face on all that trash talking they did last year and all that Bitcoin's vapor. And it's going to go away. And I could see somebody who loves crime using bitcoin and now they've gone what seems to be a complete 180 they've written up something called the bitcoin bible and it is a what how many pages was it alec 60 something 
Yeah. Was 71. He's, 71 yeah. pages. 71 pages of cryptocurrency yep. analysis. It's just, it's, uh, it's intense. Yep. You know, they're the experts now. Yeah. <laughs> They've always been the experts, right? Yep. It's like, I remember it was one of the guys who used to run our old desk. He's a great bond salesman, and he was probably the worst trader I've ever seen. He, once he had got some risk on, which he hated, he just wanted to, you know, call one customer, tell him to buy, and then call another customer, tell him to sell. It's like, dude, you you can't you can't be bullish and bearish at the same time. You know, just calling guys because you want to get orders done. Uh, <laughs> that's what that's what J.P. Morgan's doing. Yeah, we're short. Actually, we're long. Yep. No, I'm flat. Well, <laughs> oh, long and short. Well, what do you what do you you don't know what to believe? What? People don't know what to believe at that point. You know, well, I got articles saying JP Morgan's for it. I see articles against yeah. it. You know, what do you believe now? Are they buying it? Are they not? Are they selling it? Yeah. And classic old Wall Street, you know, put out put out the other side of their trades. I wonder like I wonder how many futures they were short into this whole move down and then now they're they're putting out positive analysis or you know, now they've got seven they got their FX strategists, their EM strategist, everybody's contributing on a blockchain piece now. I mean, okay. It's got to be a PR move, right? I mean, their clients are probably wondering why they're missing this, you know, best performing asset, as you put it right. before. You know, right. they come out saying, you know, hey, look, we looked into it now. It's all about blockchain, not Bitcoin. We got you covered now. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. They're just trying to position themselves now to make money from it after. That was bad leadership on Jamie Dimon's part for sure. I mean, he just made himself look silly and goofy, and then the market was all over him, and now they want to play. It's like, okay. Yeah. Well, we'll see. They need to stop that narrative, though. I've been hearing that same narrative for six years, and that's, oh, Bitcoin's not even cool. Like, not even the color orange is cool. It's that blockchain thing that is all the rage. And Bitcoin's gonna just come and it's gonna go. And one, like I'm biased. I'm like, you're wrong. One, because you can't really have a good blockchain work without sound incentive structures. And Bitcoin has very fundamentally sound incentive structures, which is why it's lasted this long, and which is why it's gonna continue to last. And mm -hmm. if it's that true, right? Like if it's that true that you can have blockchain without Bitcoin, and Bitcoin's not that big of a deal. And how come when Bitcoin takes a 60% dump, everything else just gets almost wiped out? Yeah. You know, maybe, you know, Ether survived, Litecoin, those survived. Right. But, I mean, generally everything survived, but it just got wiped off the map. Like, it's just such a huge <laughs> drop. So... I don't know. I don't like that narrative. I, I wish that in, instead of saying like Bitcoin's not cool, blockchain's cool, they need to say like, okay, this is why this is has value and this is why this other thing could have value, could have value. It needs to be a better analysis and yeah. better message than just right. You gotta give Bitcoin the credit. Yeah. You know, you can't have one without the other. It's not like yeah. you saying that is making the miners stop mining. Like if a miner reads the JP Morgan analysis and they're like, what? Bitcoin's, well, pff, 
looks like I'm just gonna sell all these Asics back to no one that's gonna buy them. No, they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna keep yeah. they're gonna keep mining and they're gonna keep getting better at mining and it's just you know yeah. I don't know but typical bank talk. Is yeah, there any but, other news? You know, but ahead, I mean, like the down. miners, what you're saying, those guys aren't the ones listening to this 71 page report. You know, these are all the people that aren't technically inclined. They never want to be. You know, they just want to turn their money into more money. You know, that's true. Yeah, that's very true. That's definitely not the audience. I guess the Bitcoin core audience is not what that 70 page, 71 page report is for. No. They're just, you know, just trying to be, you know, to be uh, relative on the on the institutional side, and some people will pay attention to them. But there's just a lot of that's just old Wall Street. Nobody nobody really listens to the banks' estimates on the S and P or their GDP forecasts. They're just always, you know, they like. So the sell side likes to come out with that stuff after the move has already happened. It's just so. Mm. Okay. The smart money knows that. I mean, that the banks have become less and less relevant on the sell, on the research side. In your every experience? every good buy side firm just trades against any bank analyst. You know, he upgrades the stock. You're hopefully already long, and then you're selling into it. Or on the downside. How many, like Twitter, how many bank downgrading Twitter? Everybody was saying how, you know, after a 75% drop and something like 30 billion in cash and it was being priced at like 10 billion and Facebook was trading like 30 or 40 times more than Twitter. And then every single bank side analyst was getting more and more negative right into the lows. Mm. They're just, their timing is pretty atrocious for the most part we're long or short jamie oh, oh i can't stand it it's a it's a scam nope now we're we're it's our biggest position it's our best idea of the year <laughs> they just wanted to buy on that dip that's all it was <laughs> yeah well they Probably. got it looks like weren't you that's that's what you were talking about shortly before the show is like these weekly trends it looks like it could be could be reaching a little bottom action I think so. I think so, guys. The um, we've been talking a lot in our our live room about the weekly cycle, and it's done a pretty good job. It seems like Bitcoin's really cycling around that time frame right now. So it it peaked in here. Let me actually just be very specific and bring it up. It's like the second second week in December. Uh, let's talk about that real quick. So, yeah, so uh, December 18th is when the cycle peaked, this weekly cycle that we watch. And then it's basically we're into the eighth or ninth week down from those highs. And, and so our guys know, too, that 8.6 is a derivative of pi, and pi is actually the perfect circle. So when we think about things from a cyclical perspective, uh, that's a frequency that shows up all the time. The global business cycle is on 8.66-year frequency. Um, and so 
makes a lot of sense that we're close to whether it's this week maybe or last week was the low. We might even just cycle for another week into March or another two weeks into March, but we're pretty much close. You know, if you think of this pullback, probably in the the later innings, I would say like the eighth or seventh or eighth inning in this this pullback, and then the risk is still below six thousand. If we <clears throat> if you can't hold six from a trend perspective, it's breaking again. So you gotta manage your risk accordingly at that point. But the cycle from a time, I think we're, from a time perspective, we're getting pretty close here. It looks like. So that'd be nice. We've been down since, yeah, we peaked in the middle of December. Here we are in the middle of February. It's been a long two months. Dimitri, you were talking about how fast these moves are in the bull markets and bear markets uh, that maybe we need a different name for. <laughs> you put me on the spot with my lame names. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Dimitri right. wants to change all of Wall Street's Narrative, all any, all the all the words and language and phrases. Dimitrix wants to get it all out. I want to change it all. We're gonna rewrite it. The the trends are so short that I call them cub markets and calf markets. Is that what I call them? <laughs> cub for bear and calf for for baby bull. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's I mean cheesy as it is. Much. It's like two months. Like everyone, it's crazy how fast things change. I love that little Kermit the Frog gif last week. It was like Bitcoin at 19 grand. Like Kermit the Frog is just at like a dance party. And then as the price goes down and down, he gets crazier and crazier. And it's it's been like two months. Like people don't even, even my relatives, they said, I looked in my, my Coinbase account and I had so much. And now I have half of that. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Um, that's, uh, that's crypto. And this is what I told you about before you start putting money into the stuff is that the swings are unlike things that you're comfortable with, especially if you've never quote unquote invested in anything. So mm -hmm. yeah. Cub market. And they're going to be so excited when we, if, and when we make new highs, they're going to be like, Oh my, I'm back in the money. Oh yeah. I'm so glad I helped. Now, now it's going to add more. Now Time it's going to more, right? Yeah. <laughs> My nephew's a genius again. He was a genius last month. This month, he's an idiot. The last <laughs> month, he's a genius. Uh, yeah, it, these things move fast, but I don't see that. I don't know when the big swings are going to stop. I don't know if they do for a while. Yeah, that's good. Getting uh, getting the shorts so we can actually short these markets more. You know. Because you really can't shore them for the most part right now. I mean, I th I would bet that ten percent of the community is actually trades this market on the short side. So that'll help because when you get the really nasty sell-offs, contrary to of course what government likes to tout, because they always think they don't understand markets at all. So they think there's some boogeyman that makes the market go down, but it's more the fact that there's no. Everybody's already bought. The market goes no bid, meaning that as the price keeps dropping, there's nobody willing to step in that has the confidence to buy. Well, if you're sh the short sellers, they're the only ones in a panic that will step in and buy because they're short making money, so they want to cover. So the shorts actually provide a lot of stability to the market. So that will help. 
and then just having more deeper liquid markets and getting the institutions in here and that'll help too. I think it's but, gonna be a while, but you know, I think you're absolutely right. But it's gonna be a while. It's gonna be a good about four years in my opinion. It'll yeah. just be it'll be gradual, just these moves will start getting, you know, smaller and smaller. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I you know, us as traders like the volatility. It's been really boring to me the last several weeks. There's just not that many trades to do. And man, when I was trading treasuries there, when we rates were on the lows, 15, 16, it was just a miserable market. I mean, people are waiting around for the Fed to raise rates. We we're at richest rates were at zero. No, no real capital wants to be invested at zero rates or negative. The market would just sit there. I mean, no, there's, if you want a prop trade, that wasn't the market. That was part of why I left uh, and started JRM. But mm. that's that's what attracted me to crypto is these things are just flying around. So you know how to trade. It's good. You want that, the movement. Or as they say down here in Miami, I'm looking for that movement, man. <laughs> hey, man, you're looking for the movement? Is that what they say? Is that the thing you say? <laughs> Talking move. about chasing girls or something. Yeah, I had some valet guy say it to me one time. I was like, "What? You know? <laughs> no, man, I'm just movement. trying to find where to park." Oh, I thought you're looking for that movement. So we talk about though, or as a trader, God, man, you really need to get need this thing to move. Do you That's think, what the markets uh, have been like the last couple of weeks. Do you think it's more like you said the institutional players start coming in and start stabilizing at least a little bit? I mean, it's probably going to be harder for a lot more amateur traders to get the the gains they've been, you know, so accustomed to, right? I mean, a more stable market, it's kind yeah. of tougher to trade. Well, at least for if you don't know how to trade. I, and I think that's just the capital has been freed from so much of the regulation. And I mean, you had Dodd Frank, you have. Um, I mean, I had to trade through that stuff. I mean, one day I try to trade with a bank, and then. Three months later, they're like, Jason, we're not trading with anyone right now until we get all our Volcker rule or Dodd-Frank stuff updated. And so literally these guys would do nothing for like six months. And the capital is just locked up. You know, these banks, the Fed was trying, the Fed thought that buying bonds and that they're injecting money into the system. But really it just, most of these banks just parked it at the Fed at a quarter basis point. And so that didn't really ever get into the system. But man, when you look at the capital that was outside of, you know, kind of how we've gunked, up, gunked that whole old financial system up, the capital in the, the crypto space between ICOs and just the amount of wealth that was created in this technology now, that capital is flying around. So I think that, put, that makes our market more vol volatile too is like, when it's when something really starts to move, there's a big, there's a lot more uh, energy, I think, and just capital is able to move a little bit easier. And then the markets are thin too; it doesn't take much to push, you know, push these markets on a mm -hmm. good pump. So, let's switch it up a little bit. Let's talk about some tokens that that you uh, wanted to highlight today. Some token highlights. Some Did you have Alex looking at the chart? What is it going to do? Give us like a weekly breakdown. 
what are we looking at? We were uh, we were looking at Enigma the other day. I remember that one. It's pretty interesting. What do you like about that one? Is it an Enigma, Alec? (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean I'd assume, right? I mean they they encrypt it in an interesting way. I mean it's the only way that these larger institutions are going to be to actually use the blockchain. I mean they're not going to have all their clients' personal information public on the Ethereum blockchain, right? So there needs to be some sort of black box where they hides all their clients' personal information off-chain, which that's what Enigma wants to do. It's just an off-chain, blockchain agnostic project. Hmm. But that's from a fundamental standpoint. I know you did a technical look at it the other day, right? Yeah. I think it's interesting. I, I haven't dived into it as much as you have. That's something I've been wanting to do. I think that makes sense. There's going to be... It's going to be a lot of use cases for some centralization or some, you know, it's not going to just be, hey, everything has to be private and everything has got to be decentralized. It, I, hope, I hope the majority of it well, is. It uh, does and it doesn't make sense. To me, the part that doesn't make sense is that the the point of using a blockchain is so you can hide all that stuff in plain sight. And you know. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily need to have it private if something is encrypted well enough and designed well enough. You can still put something on a public blockchain and no one will know what it is. Well, okay, so like Enigma, then take take medical records. I don't want to put. I wouldn't want to put medical records or stuff like that into a blockchain. So they have a solution where it's. It. I mean. So you on or you off? Well, it'd be off the main chain. So it takes all the, from what I understand, is they take all the information, do this, uh, <clears throat> encrypt it, spread all that information out on their personal chain, the Enigma blockchain, do the computations, and you get the results. But no one actually sees those results on the public mm-hmm. chain. So, I mean, I, there's no way these institutions are going to be to use the blockchain for medical records, for instance, with all the regulation unless there's a solution for privacy. Yeah. yeah. I, I still think the answer is in the middle. Like some, I mean, they can, some people can have their own. I mean, some of the blockchain technology, that's how it was designed originally is you have leaders and it's not completely decentralized in the whole system. That's, I think it makes sense for inside of some firms and organizations. We're talking about reforming the, the monetary system and what Bitcoin wanted to achieve and everything. I mean, I, I think a lot of that does need to be decentralized, especially once these banks and governments blow up. It's going to be <laughs> wait till the opinion starts to really swing in favor of. It's going to happen. I mean, these governments have been just buying time with the rates being so low. And now, once rates start to pick up, I mean, they're, we're talking about the U.S. debt bomb right now constantly on the TV. But, I mean, it's going to – once rates rise, these, a lot of these countries that are even worse GDP to debt. I mean, you're, you're already seeing p- people backing away from wanting to buy their bonds. It's just going to exacerbate itself. And then the confidence is going to be all on the side of decentralization, mm-hmm. you know? Like the IMF, 
if they want to create their own IMF coin, okay. It doesn't mean that the on a global scale that you know the people that want to use it. Now that we have the internet, you're not going to be able to keep you know the technology is out is is out of the box. So good luck IMF, but it doesn't mean people are going to want to use it or you're going to have any confidence in it whatsoever. Especially if you see some <clears throat> you see something happen where on a big scale like the you know the ECB blows up or there's another crisis and it's going to happen. It's coming. They're going to try to force our confidence. Yeah. Right. I mean. Yeah. That's the only option. They can, you, know, you better use this IMF token or else. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, we just blew up the financial system, so we've got the better solution, and hopefully, <laughs> we look at that and say, "You guys, are, you know, you guys are lucky. You don't get dragged out on the street." Yeah. Like they used to do in the the, the original Black Friday, drug the bankers out in the street. Yeah. It's the um. It's kind of the equivalent, like if you hire someone, you know, a contractor, build build your house, and you go on vacation, you come back, and your house has collapsed. And you're like, wait, you you built you the house collapsed. What are you doing? And like, yeah, crazy, right? The even crazier thing is, is we're gonna build a house on top of the rubble, and we want you to buy that one too. And you're like, what? You just built a house yeah. that collapsed, and now you. Now the foundation is the rubble of my previous house. Okay. Thank you. I guess. That's 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 what it's like to me anyways. So how does the Enigma chart look? And let's go with like an intermediate intermediate time period. Well, <clears throat> I mean I like that this base it was in really since its ICO. Um it took a while to kind of for it to find its footing and then well, it was, let's see, it was from November. It started to really break out in December, which is interesting because that was the opposite of what Bitcoin was doing. So always try to kind of pay attention to those correlations that are opposite or what holds up really well when the market's kind of selling off in general. So this is one that, this has been one of the strongest looking charts since December for sure. It's one of the only ones it's, and what we call a technical, you know, the TMS is bullish or positive. So you're still making higher lows. Everything else is broken down to lower, lower highs and lower lows. So I like that. I like where it held um, in February down at, I guess it's 26,000 Satoshis. And then the intermediate terms turned back up. So I know Alec was adding to his position. Um, we're going to have a, I haven't started a core position uh, just yet, but. It's, That's probably the next one. Seems like it needs to break that four level for it to have some room before it gets up to those pre yeah. time highs, six, six to eight. Yeah, you're right. That's that's the top of the intermediate term range. It's it failed there actually like six times in January. Then when it then when it sold off to the bottom of the intermediate term risk range around twenty five thousand, it rallied back and then failed at that same spot. So that's definitely the resistance in the top of the risk range for the intermediate term. The cycles had a pretty good run on the daily level. That that turned in February too. So I'd be a buyer on pullbacks. The risk mm -hmm. is below that below from a couple of weeks ago, 20, 22,000 Toshi. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get above that 4,000 level, you, sh- you could probably retest 56, 57, which was the high as it made in January. Maybe, and, it's, and if it makes a higher low relative to the monthly stuff, then the reason why it couldn't make a higher high. Yeah, we've liked that one. Okay. Dimitri, do you, are you been whipping have that I, around? or Have I been trading Enigma around? Yeah. I have not. I I have not. I saw the article from us today. Read it. It looks... I saw something online so they could get up to $26. I was like, what? And that's that's about it. I haven't really bitten into any trades with it just yet. Um, no. Tell you the truth, I've kind of been, I don't know, on the sidelines, you call it, just in Bitcoin, Ether, and Litecoin for a while now, uh, while this market's all calming down. Um, yeah. I haven't been doing much trading. Um, that's fair. I wasn't sure. I think it was definitely probably one that will be going long next. Uh, I'm trying to think on the short side, guys. I've I've thought of some coins that I've just come across in the ICOs, like Target Coin was one. I could not believe how much money those guys raised that were trying to put themselves as out as an asset management firm, and can, clearly they did not have any type of experience anywhere close to what they were advertising and they raised a ton of money. And so when I find those coins, though, not a lot of them aren't on the exchanges that we're trading because (laughs) for that reason, you know, Uh, I'm not open with some of these one-off exchanges that really have probably some of the better coins to be shorting. Those to me seem kind of dangerous though. Cause they're like, if you're not on, Large exchanges, the ones that are like the ones that are global, the ones that have the most tokens, and you're just on some random exchange. It's it just to me seems. Well, yeah, you gotta. I mean, you're gonna get those ridiculous moves. That I think I did might have found this target coin TGT. Yeah, it's priced in bit BTC. So, what exchange it, is it on? Binance. It hit B. Yeah, hit BTC. Hit BTC. Okay. Yeah. So you can you can pull it up on CoinG. At ICO, man, I don't know. Went to like a thousand nine hundred, a thousand sats. Fell all the way back down to a hundred, and then rip back on ten x. And then it falls off the cliff, and then goes nowhere for four months, and then it's like they get. Somebody, you know, pumps it up or who knows, ramps it up, falls off a cliff. You just got to know how to work those positions. I mean, on the short side, it's definitely going to be some risk. I mean, it's kind of uh, like uh, nice by the penny plays uh, a little bit. Some of these tokens feel like penny plays. Like if people that it's the same as like with penny stocks. Or they call them peak sheets yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Maybe we should call them like Satokens or something. Not penny, not penny socks. They're Satoshi tokens. And uh, I don't know, Alec. Alec doesn't like. He's got his specific coins that he's not hey, I mean, enough. I mean, there's just some that you know they're pretty obvious what they are. You know, with the founders. I mean, when you're looking at them, but. 
if we're sticking with privacy, we can talk about Monero too. I know we we talked about that. Uh, I don't know. I think last week. Mm-hmm. What's what's privacy token? It. Do you guys prefer Monero or Zcash? Uh, I mean, if you want true privacy, I think Monero is the only way to go right now. I think Zcash, you have the option to be private, which if you have the option to be private, that doesn't mean everything else is private. Mm. Uh, mm. Plus, plus it's uh, Monero's open sourced and it's built by the community, not by a single company behind it, which Good I think point. plays a pretty big part when you're building a privacy token i think it i think the people building it play a huge part oh sure i mean not not to hit any harder on zcash but what is it i think 10 to 20 percent of it all zcash mine goes to the founders yeah the founder fee which i I go back and forth with agreeing okay or not exactly so Where there's not many back and forth when it comes to Monero. That's true. Yeah. So, well, they're, all, they're, they're the leader too. I mean, they're the leader. So everyone has their issues with their wallet and things. Uh, I yeah. don't think I don't think the world is anywhere close to like nobody's really buying things with Monero because it's private yet <laughs> i mean i mean yeah the ability to store monero or xmr on hardware wallets or any sort of like intuitive bubble wallet i mean that's still just the missing pieces mm-hmm. but i mean it's it's tough when you work with a such a decentralized community that just work on donations really and, and the tech the ring signatures it's, it's gotta oh, be yeah. really hard it's all from the ground up yeah yeah it's not like it's a bitcoin clone or anything like that with something added yeah. to it is round up yeah those guys are good those are those will be the catalyst to to move it higher when they do start to solve some of those issues it takes time i mean the chart when you look at the daily had the pivot was up at 280 or 290 and was holding there and holding there and holding there and they broke that level and that allowed it to kind of move back towards the 200, which was <clears throat> down around 165, 170. That looks like it held longer term. It's kind of like the rest of the market. It's bounced to a lower high, but it really hasn't turned the intermediate term corner yet. So the momentum's just, it's kind of just waiting and see at this point. But that, that, that one we like, I mean, they trade that one around quite a bit. So looking for, looking for that higher low still. Uh, well, we might have got it actually this week. That's what it looks like, yeah. Yeah, down around two twenty eight. So we've we're starting to create that pivot as you price moves away from it. So whether we go sideways, whether we make another lower high subsequent to the high in February, which was up at two fifty, it looks like we're in this two thirty, call it two fifty range. Um, that's the way to trade that. You know, when the 30-minute cycle gets low, you add. 30-minute cycles come up. Um, you know, this morning the cycle was low at 2.30. Now you're up at 2.40. Pretty good 30-minute cycle there. It's a pretty decent percentage move. Four-hour cycles is back down. Mm-hmm. That's what we like long-term for sure. 
long-term bullish on Monero. When we were in Miami, remember, you guys, we had that big flush down into that Friday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Monero was down at 250, and then, or that was Thursday, and then Friday, I think Friday was the first day of the conference, right? They had the ticker tape going across the screen at the bottom. It was like, you, you, we're back up at 370? I couldn't believe it. it went 100 bucks round trip and 12 hours. Jeez. That was a good move off the low. 260 to 360. I remember that. That was, we were in Miami. I was like, wow. So, yeah, that's some good moves on Monero. That's that's one we like for sure. Um, But it's, it falls in line with what we call the majors. You know, it's a top 10, top 20 coin. It just, it's just kind of doing the same thing as the rest of the market now. So, hopefully, we'll get out of this funk, like we said, with the end of this cycle. So, whether that, Keep an eye on that weekly cycle. I'm sure Thursday when we're back here talking about it, we'll update everyone. Okay. Well, you ready to – let's do some promotion. So what do we do? We do lots of things. So with Blockhedge Capital, right, digital asset management firm, it means a lot. But we, we do lots of things, and one of our main initiatives right now is trying to build a community of traders, right? So – there's going to be links in the show notes. You can come. You can join our chat room. We have a free chat room where you can talk about all things trading if you want to. Uh, Forex. Um, I mean, what you guys talk about trading all kinds of things, right? JJ, aren't you, aren't you trading like? Yeah, I trade anything that moves. I mean, that's kind of what our model was about that that I built. I mean, I've traded stocks. I've traded stock, stock options on the equity side. Then I moved and traded fixed income and then trading Forex. So that's what's nice about the model. It's <clears throat> just kind of want to go wherever the opportunity is. And obviously, we really are bullish for crypto for the long term. Yep. And if you're bullish crypto too and you trade crypto and you want access to uh, a crypto team of traders, seasoned traders that are trading crypto around the clock and talking literally around the clock, then you can join our paid access room. So the links in the show notes down there. If you're driving in your car, don't forget to get on the website, right? In the show notes, and it'll take you straight to all of these chat rooms. So, and also we'd like to talk about a rhythm token, which is pretty awesome, right? So we're trying to simplify trading because uh, trading is tough. If if you and it's even more tough if you're like you don't know how to trade you you don't want like it's tough and you're having a hard time figuring it out. One, you go to the chat room and we'll help you out there. But two, also our rhythm token, uh, it's gonna make things just easier for you. So we we're doing something really awesome called bring your own wallet, right? And it's ability to sell with ease. Because uh, you can use whichever wallet you like, and you authorize things from your wallet. So step one, you authorize your wallet. All right. And step two, you authorize the trades. We're going to send you a little notification on what trade to make. You authorize it on your phone. And step three, benefit, right? And we don't need your private keys to do that. So look out for the Rhythm token. If you want want to know more about that, go to rhythm.network, and you can read up on it. We got a video there. We got the white paper there. Um, yeah, 
go check it out. Am I missing anything, Alec? That was pretty good. It's pretty good, Demetri. Yeah. Yeah, guys, come join us. And we have traders all over the world. And I mean, the, the stuff that some of the the knowledge that some of these people have in here too, then the stuff that I mean, I know I'm learning something every day. Guys, doing crazy things on buying nodes and the amount of knowledge on the mining side is it's great. It's a great place to be. So, um, and then obviously we're trying to get the market right and uh, doing a lot of things to try to help people make money and save money and navigate, you know, navigate these waters, these markets. So that's all I got. Oh, I'd say two guys, uh, Twitter. I'm going to be doing some promotional stuff. I thought about giving away some token even, um, so follow us there. My Twitter handle is, uh, at the Jason Jenkins and the, uh, Jason Jenkins on YouTube should find us also. Um, yeah, that's it guys. All right. All right. Let's wrap Until it next up. week. All right. See you guys.